Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today we are just looking at three chapters, chapters 12 through 14, which is in the first half of Ezekiel. For those who may be tuning in today for the first time, Ezekiel is in exile in Babylon. He was taken there with King Jehoiakim in the second group of exiles around 597 BC. He was trained to be a priest and now he was called by the Lord to be a prophet in Babylon. Jerusalem and the temple have not yet been destroyed. But in today's lesson, Ezekiel will be prophesying its doom. We have talked about how the Lord spoke through the prophets in various ways, such as direct speech of, Thus saith the Lord! Many times prophets of the Lord were also poets and musicians, so they used poetic format to speak. Sometimes the Lord would show the prophets visions, and Ezekiel especially is known for that. And then many times their lives were used as object lessons to show the people what the Lord's going to do. By the way, I love the fact that the Lord uses various ways to speak to his people. In chapter 12, the word of the Lord came to the son of man, Ezekiel, and he was to prepare and pack a bag for exile. Now keep in mind, he is already in exile, and the Jews who were with him, who would be watching him, were also in exile, so they know what that looks like. In the first few verses, the phrase, rebellious house, is used three times, and then again in verse 9. Again, whenever words or phrases are repeated, it is for emphasis, to make a point. The Jews living in Jerusalem and Judah, as well as the Jews in Babylon, are rebellious against the Lord. And that is what brought about the exile and the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. Verses 12 and 13 explain that the king of Judah, who is in Jerusalem, will try and escape the Babylonians by going through a hole in the walled city of Jerusalem. But he was caught captured and blinded by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. We can also find this part of the story in 2 Kings chapter 25 verses 1 through 7 as well as Jeremiah chapter 52 verses 7 through 11. This is confirming to the exiles that their hope is not found in Jerusalem and in the temple because it will be destroyed. Their hope will be found in the Lord. We also see the phrase in verses 15, 16, and 20, and they will know that I am the Lord. The first is so that the people put in exile will know that he is the Lord. The second is so that the nations will know that the God of Israel is the Lord. And the last is to show that the Jews that are living in Babylon will know that the Lord is God. Ezekiel's next object lesson is to eat and drink with shaky hands because that's what the people in Jerusalem are doing. Then the Lord will change a common saying in the land of Judah. 
instead of the days are long and every vision fails, which we find in verse 22, it will now be the days draw near as well as the fulfillment of every vision. Verse 23, chapter 12 ends with the Lord saying, none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever word I speak will be performed. This reminds me of the New Testament passage in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 9. Peter writes, Know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed being flooded with water. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Ladies, over and over and over again in Jeremiah and in Ezekiel's days, the word of the Lord came and say, repent, get right with God, but they would not listen. The Lord is still crying out, repent, get right with me. And so many people are not listening. And that day of judgment is creeping up on us just like it did with them. The word of the Lord came to the son of man, Ezekiel. And this time he was to prophesy against the false prophets who proclaimed peace. But there was no peace. It's like the prosperity gospel instead of the truth from the Lord. The Lord compares it to painting a wall with whitewash so that it looks good, but it really isn't. Jesus described the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious leaders of his day, in that same manner. In Matthew chapter 23, verses 27 and 28, he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you too outwardly appear righteous to me, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. There were hypocrites in Ezekiel's day, Jesus' day, and even today. How can we know the difference? We have the word of God, the Bible, to help us know who the Lord is, what his ways are like, what he expects of us. And ladies, there is a direct correlation between believers who read the Bible daily and those who do not. 
And are our teachers and pastors bringing us to the word of God? Or are their sermons filled with their own opinions? Ladies, their opinions, my opinion does not change the world, but the word of God changes people's lives. Let us be women who know and understand the Bible, for it shows us the path of life and it leads us to Jesus. In chapter 13, with the false prophets, Ezekiel declares four times that you may know that I am the Lord God. In chapter 14, we have other hypocritical leaders, but this time they are idolatrous elders. And in this chapter, we only see that phrase used once in verse 8. Here, the religious leaders are confronted about their idols, and the Lord says they are estranged from the Lord because of their idols. The Lord has Ezekiel cry out, repent and turn away from your idols and turn your faces away from all your abominations. The goal for the judgment was, thus they will be my people and I shall be their God, declares the Lord God. Verse 11. Then Ezekiel, the son of man, gets word from the Lord that Jerusalem will be destroyed. The Lord adds in verse 14, even though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were in its midst, by their own righteousness, they could only deliver themselves. Verse 16 says that even if these three men were in Jerusalem, they could not deliver their sons or their daughters. They alone would be delivered, but the country would be desolate. The first man mentioned Noah was righteous and because of that the Lord saved him and his family with the ark and the Lord judged the world with a flood. His story is found in Genesis chapters 6, 7, and 8. Daniel we have not studied yet. His book is the last major prophet. He was also in exile in Babylon. He was taken in the first exile by King Nebuchadnezzar in 605 BC. The last man, Job, his story is the first book of poetry. He was righteous before the Lord, and he would make sacrifices to cover the sins of his kids just in case. And yet all of his kids died. Job struggled with that and cried out to God. Yet he stayed righteous before the Lord and the Lord blessed him with more sons and daughters. The statement that if these three righteous men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in the midst, they could not deliver either their son or their daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. And this is mentioned a second time in verse 20. This shows at least two things. First, judgment is coming and no one can stop it. Second, each person is accountable for their own lives before God. This section ends with a glimmer of hope in verses 22 and 23. There will be survivors, both sons and daughters, and they will come to Babylon in exile, and you will see their ways and deeds, and you will be comforted for the calamity which the Lord brought against Jerusalem. 
Then this phrase gets repeated and then the Lord adds, For you, and he means Ezekiel, for you will know that I have not done in vain whatever I did to it, declares the Lord God. What this seems to be saying is that their actions, the actions of the exiles coming this time, will show that they have a repentant heart. In this section, these three chapters, the Lord confirmed the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple and explained the reason for it is because the people were unfaithful to the Lord and they were idolatrous. The Lord pointed out that the prophets and the elders, the spiritual leaders, were also unfaithful to the Lord. But afterwards, when the next exiles come, Ezekiel will be encouraged because he will see their ways and their deeds, and he will see a difference. Dr. Betts said in Old Testament class, it is one thing to say something and another thing to do something. The spiritual leaders said one thing, but their actions were far from the Lord. So ladies, do your ways and deeds match your words? If not, what do you need to do about it? Is your heart faithful to the Lord or is it idolatrous? Are you someone who wants to live in truth even if it is painful because you know that the Lord is truth? Or do you prefer to listen to someone who says, peace, peace, when there is no peace? If you hear the word of the Lord today, I hope, I hope, I hope you recognize what a gift that is. Let's not ignore it. Instead, let us listen to him and obey. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.